Hey, hello, and welcome to John Park's workshop. It's me, John Park, and we are broadcasting live right now from my workshop here in Southern California. Uh, it is hot outside, so I've got the uh, door rolled down and my air conditioning blaring. Uh, so sorry for that added noise, but that is what we're going to have to deal with from here until about uh, next December when it cools off again. Uh, so let me know if I'm shouting, because it's loud for me. I think sometimes you guys don't hear the AC as badly as I do, and then I end up uh, being Mr. Loudness. Uh, so let's see. We had uh, some fun technical things to sort out about the YouTube uh, stream, but I think it's working now. So um, if you'll bear with me, I'm gonna try to launch a, uh, a YouTube window that I can keep an eye on that chat with. I couldn't do it in the normal way. Um, but here we go, I see it showing up, that's good. And I'll, I'll mute that so we don't get the super echo. Uh, if you tuned in last night for the uh, show and tell and ask an engineer. Um, you may have noticed that YouTube didn't pick up those streams just because of some uh, technical glitches. Uh, Adafruit Industries is in the chat over on Adafruit. Uh, maybe that's PT uh, asking what did it and the answer was I started the stream manually inside of the uh, YouTube studio um, in the new, new UI for it. Uh, put the credentials over in Restream, and then I had to hit start. So not too bad. Uh, kind of like how Facebook works sometimes, I think. But uh, here we are. Uh, yeah, manual thing with our, our MTP. That's right. Uh, hey, it's me. Yeah, I threw the, the manual settings over in the custom RTMP, uh, but it won't auto start. So there you go. A little behind the scenes action for you there. Thank you for bearing with. I think if you tune in to Adafruit stuff, you like to know how things work. And um, so here's how this works. We're, uh, we're broadcasting out of, I'm broadcasting out of Wirestream, uh, as do Phil and Lamore. Some people broadcast out of OBS, which I'm actually now, when I do my uh, Tuesday show, Make Code Live, I'm using OBS for that one because I'm inside my studio. Um, but either way, those fly out on one line to a thing called Restream.io, and Restream.io then rebroadcasts that to all the different places. So, um, <laughs> Teen Wolf thing going on, thank you. Yeah, my beard is embiggening. Uh, Wirestream, no, Wirecast, someone asked. Wirecast, sorry. Not Wireshark, not Wirestream, Wirecast. Um, all right, well, let's see what's happening next. Let's get on track, shall we? Uh, thank you for tuning in. If you're, if you're over in the chat on YouTube, I'm keeping an eye on that, uh, as well as our Discord. Look, here's our Discord. Uh, <laughs> that's the It's Alive graphic I'm seeing there. Uh, the um, Discord is Adafruit Discord. You can get there by going adafruit.it slash Discord. You can automatically get an invite from that and then join in on uh, the 24-7 uh, hacker space that uh, we've got going on. Friendly maker space for all of your questions and uh, showing what you're working on, asking people things. Uh, that's where we're, we're hanging out. So uh, welcome and thank you. Uh, and we have some uh, expert analysis, I see. Uh, from C. Grover, who said that um, the AC is not an issue. The air conditioning is not, not an issue. That's good. 
and let me know if there's if there's any plugins or filters or equipment I can put in place, uh, maybe a high pass filter to cut some some uh, high end stuff. But if it's not bothering you, it's not going to bother me. So uh, let's see. The next thing I wanted to do is mention our jobs board. Uh, did you know it? We have a jobs board. There it is. It's a jobs.adafruit.com, a free service that we provide to uh, the entire world. And uh, here it is. If you go, go to jobs.adafruit.com, here, I'll move over here, uh, you will see that there are a bunch of uh, positions open for full-time work, contract work, freelance work, part-time work, all kinds of work. And it's free to post your job position if you have an opening. It's also free to uh, head up here and add yourself. If we go to, uh, let's see, oh, I'm in the weird view. Where's the view? Uh, employer dashboard, browse skills offered. You can go and look through here at uh, different skills that people have and their resumes. All that's free. That's at jobs.adafruit.com. So go check it out, please. I encourage you to. Uh, and while I'm making announcements, uh, Here's something coming up. We've got our, hey, that's bugging me. Let me go off to the side here. Hi. Uh, we've got our next issue of one of our many excellent newsletters, or we call them the Adafruit Dailies, but they uh, exist in different time intervals. And uh, the one that's coming up that I'm excited about, that I'm involved with, uh, along with our very own amazing Ann Barella, is the Make Code Newsletter. And this is the place to go and sign up. You just head to uh, adafruitdaily.com and you can pick which newsletters you want to get, throw in your email address. It's safe. We won't spam you. You can turn it off at any time. Uh, and here you can see this is the archive of the make code adafruitdaily.com. And you can go through here and check out previous editions. Uh, and we'll have the May issue coming out next week. So. Uh, sign up and you'll get all sorts of great info about goings on in the make world, in the make code world. Uh, hardware, extensions, interviews, game picks, uh, tips and tricks, all sorts of great stuff going on in the make code world. And that's the place, that is the place if you want to go and find out more. Please do. Uh, let's see, what else uh, have I got? Um, I've also got this. I mentioned it. This is uh, the Make Code Live, uh, which I'm doing on the Microsoft Make Code Mixer page. Uh, and if you head to mixer.com/makecode, uh, you'll see it there. You can also check it out on. Hey, that's a lot of me. Uh, the typical Adafruit channels. So our Mixer, our Periscope, our YouTube, our Facebook, and so on. Uh, and I do that every Tuesday. It is at noon Pacific time. 3 o'clock Eastern time, and it's an hour of building a project from scratch inside of Make Code or Make Code Arcade, uh, Make Code for the different platforms, Circuit Playground Express, Microbit, and so on. Uh, so it's sort of like my Make Code Minute, except much, much longer. I was going to say except time 60, except that's a lie, because my Make Code Minute's usually around two, two and a half minutes, and then I can't do the math that quickly. But let's call it 25 times larger, at least. Uh, that's my guesstimate math. Um, so that's coming up on Tuesday. And uh, let's see what else. Not only that, but here's another show I'd like to mention, and that is the show and tell. We have a few show and tells going on throughout the week now. Uh, there's the uh, one that you're used to the, that's now an hour long on Wednesday nights. 
uh, run typically by Mr. Lady Ada and Lady Ada. Uh, and then I've done uh, a couple of episodes of a show and tell on Thursday that's after, uh, a little bit after my regular workshop show. Uh, last week, Katney took on hosting duties, and she's going to be doing that again this week. So you can tune in, 2.30 Pacific, 5.30 Eastern, like it says there right on the sign. Um, pointing the wrong way. And you can come on and bring a project you're working on that you'd like to show off, uh, or something that you've just started to think about or plan or prototype. doesn't have to be finished work. We love seeing things in prog progress. Um, and uh, that'll go for about a half hour. And we encourage you to, to bring on your cool stuff and show it. And uh, right now we're not shipping out the As Seen on Show and Tell stickers, but know that we will again one day uh, once, we've, once we've got uh, more shipping staff and, and we've taken care of some of the other um, issues that are going on with uh, assembling PPE, for example, and shipping that. That's, that's one of the priorities right now at the Adafruit Factory. But uh, anyway, please come on by the show and tell, and maybe one day there'll be a sticker in it for you. But for now, there's at least going to be the satisfaction of showing some cool stuff to some people who are interested. And that's worth a lot, I say. Uh, let's see, what else? Um, I'm going to take a sip of water. It's important to stay hydrated. Ah, now I've got to wipe that out of my mustache. That's new. Uh, all right, let's see, what else is going on? Um, how about a product of the week recommendation? I would like to recommend very highly to you that you check out the, the Airlift Featherwing, which is an ESP32 uh, add-on for any of the feather boards. And uh, the cool thing is that you can get it not at Adafruit at the moment, but if you head to Adafruit and check it out, and you can see some pictures and read about it, you'll see this big buy on DigiKey button. If we click that, you'll see that there are 32 of them in stock right now. So hurry, if you want one, don't, don't miss out. Uh, and if you go and, uh, and check it out, you can add those to your cart, ship them right now. So that's um, one of the benefits of going with DigiKey is they're shipping immediately. Uh, hard at work there in Minnesota getting the good stuff out to you. Um, by the way, my microphone cable looks like a weird necklace today. I was just noticing. Uh, and what is this thing? What is the Airlift Featherwing? Well, if you've ever used any of the Pi Portals, this is my point of reference for this, when you're using the Pi Portal, the um, coprocessor built on board for doing Wi-Fi stuff is this ESP32 configured pretty much the same way. So we have very straightforward um, circuit Python code. I believe you can do it in Arduino as well. But I've used the circuit Python code to uh, take, for example, a Feather M4 and add Wi-Fi with this chip on board, just like it works in, in the case of the Pi Portal. You can give it your credentials in the little secrets.py file, and uh, then you'll be able to connect to your Wi-Fi router, uh, and then off you go. You can pull down information from the internet, use it for uh, Adafruit I.O. things and other I.O.T. things. So if you've been wanting to add the um, Wi-Fi capability to one of your feather boards, I encourage you to check out our pick of the week, which is that right there, the ESP32-based Airlift Featherwing. It's super, super cool. All right. Uh, let's see. I was just, I was noticing if we head back over to the Discord chat, I saw a... Um, 
spectrograph, a spectrum analysis, and, and this is my, um, this is Seagrover letting us know where the high frequency stuff from my uh, air conditioning unit is. Um, so we're going to talk later if, if there's a, a way to get that right out with some sort of a low pass filter or a high pass filter rather. I would love that. Um, Ooh, Andy Calloway over in our chat there has pointed out that there's a, uh, a reel-to-reel sitting on my bench, and I will uh, use that opportunity to mention my gear report. Let's see. Let's get some, let's get some of the proper graphics on here. There we go. Uh, gear report. So I actually showed this reel-to-reel -reel recently. Um, this is a little portable reel-to-reel machine that I got. I think it was made in the late 60s, uh, if, I'm, if I'm right. It's an Iowa. Uh, I forget the model number. I don't think it's clearly marked on here. Um, but it seems to work. Uh, I got it from an auction, uh, uh, from a thrift shop, actually, a thrift shop auction. And uh, as you can see here, if we pull off the top, here there's a small three-inch reel-to-reel um, set of spools. And... I didn't have any tape for it. So my gear report, my exciting thing is I just got this in the mail about two days ago. I got three uh, new inbox uh, quarter inch audio tape reels and uh, I haven't tried them yet. I haven't tried to record, so we'll see what happens. But I'm really uh, excited just about the packaging of this. These are really cool. They, let me throw in some glasses. These, these actually are um, mailers. I think it I think you purchased it in this, but then it also came with a little um, spot to put postage and an address and a return address. Oh, let me flip that. So that you could uh, create a recording uh, and send it to someone. So it's, uh, it's pretty, pretty fantastic. This one's from Scotch. Uh, look at that beautiful logo. And it says uh, Scotch is made by the Minnesota Mining and Manufacturing Company, which most of you probably know. That's what 3M stands for. Uh, and then... The other two are from a brand I'd never heard of. It's called Nassau. And uh, I don't think it's, yeah, I don't know if it's made in the Bahamas. I'm guessing not, but uh, Nassau. So, so I got a couple of these. And if you want to see what the actual uh, tape inside looks like, let's, uh, there you can see a little leader of the tape right there. And uh, it looks like that one's been chewed on a little bit. So uh, the seller said that it had been kept in a, uh, temperature controlled conditions, which, wow, that would be amazing if that's true for all this time. Uh, I don't know much about it, but there you go. So that's going to that's gonna be fun for uh, trying out some experiments on my reel-to-reel. -reel. Uh, so that's my gear report. Next up, let's take a look at our Make Code Minute. Uh, yes, by the way, I noticed in the Discord chat, someone said probably Nassau County in New York. Uh, very likely that could have been named uh, for, after Nassau County. Uh, all right, so let me, let me bring the uh, Chrome window up here. So for today's Make Code Minute, I decided to uh, sketch out an idea for making a tool or crafting recipe book uh, using Make Code Arcade that allows me to keep track of the recipes for creating items inside of Animal Crossing. So I've been playing Animal Crossing New Horizons on Switch, 
And uh, this is what I've made so far. I have a little Animal Crossing tool recipes, press A. Uh, I've got a couple little icons that I've made here, uh, just as decoration off to the side so you know you're in sort of this crafting mode. This is a little acorn recipe card icon, a little crafting hammer icon. And then it's very simple right now. There's not much of a UI, but when I press A, I get the recipe for a flimsy axe. And you'll see the recipe for the flimsy axe requires these um, uh, elements. I need one of the wood logs and I need five of the stones. And now what I'm gonna do is press B and it's gonna go to the upgraded version. So if you're gonna make a, uh, I think it's the stone axe. The stone axe requires a flimsy axe, one of those, and three pieces of wood. And so that's my little attempt at an icon for, for wood there. It looks a bit like cheese. So the, you'll notice as I switch back and forth, I'm just changing out a few sprites and I'm also keeping some sprites intact. And so what I wanted to show in the code here is a neat little trick for uh, dealing with clearing your sprites. So you'll see when I press the A button or the B button, I'm just calling a function that I've made called make flimsy axe or make stone axe. If we look at what the uh, make flimsy axe function does, first it calls another function called clear sprites. Then it goes and it builds a bunch of these sprites and I've just given them all the same designation which is player. And that's going to be important in a second because what you'll see when we use the clear sprites uh, function, this goes and eliminates everything inside of a, an array called the sprite list. So just one by one blows away every sprite. So how is this array being created? Ah, well, what you'll see is that's actually the last thing that happens when we make either of these sets of sprites. We build a bunch of sprites and then I have this set sprite list to array of sprites of kind player. So that just wraps up everything that's on screen that's considered to be a player sprite and now I can go and delete it with that uh, clear sprites function. The reason that my little hammer and my little acorn cards stay put is when I created those, I gave them a different sprite kind. So you can think of this as a tag or an attribute. So when I create the card, it's of kind food. When I create the hammer, it's of kind food. And this is just a really simple way to differentiate types of things. You can make more of those categories if you want, but I found this to be a very simple way to be able to go in and blow away all of the sprites of one kind uh, very simply, and it creates the list for me automatically every time. And so that is my little Animal Crossing recipe book idea, um, which I think might be fun to carry around on your portable like a pie gamer. Uh, and that is your Make Code Minute. All right, I was looking at the Discord there uh, while the song played out, and I see that uh, Mr. Certainly thought that there was a piece of dust on his monitor that was actually my mouse pointer. That happens to me sometimes, too. Uh, when I'm using one of these windows, uh, especially green screening stuff out, I'll end up with like a little crumb that's not on me. It's on the screen. Uh, so let's see. I've lost my uh, YouTube window, and I just want to bring that back so that I can keep an eye on that chat. There it is. Um, Adam Bryant said, I didn't know that about 3M. Yeah, isn't that funny? Minnesota Manufacturing and Mining or Mining and Manufacturing, that's, that's 3M for you. 
Uh, you also said that, Adam Ryan said that your network keeps crashing. You have a one minute lag. Oh, I hope my, my stream health seems to be looking good with this, uh, with this setup that I have going today. So I'm, I'm hoping that's staying strong for you. It looks like YouTube at least claims to have strong health, uh, stream health. Let's see. Stream is healthy. Stream health is excellent. Well, that's good. Uh, good. Good for you on Twitch, too. Excellent. All right. Uh, let's see. Next up, what are we doing next? Um, how about talking about... Uh, oh, I want to wrap up something on my project from last week, which is the metronome. And I showed this on the show and tell last night, so many of you may have caught that. Um, but I, I took the uh, clue and I built a little um, metronome-style 3D-printed case for it. Uh, and now I've also got a battery tacked onto the back there with some blue tack. So you could do it battery or you can plug in a USB cable, which is, you know, save you from, from running out of uh, gas while you're, while you're practicing piano or whatever it is you're doing. Um, so the project now, if I plug in this uh, little battery here, is... Um, kind of a mashup I did of sorts of the Ruiz Brothers case. Sorry, let me concentrate on plugging this in. It doesn't want to go in easily. Come on, thing. Um, I should add an on-off switch, huh? Trying, trying. You're not seeing this either. I'll, I'll hold it up while I do it. There we go. Tiny, short little cable. Um, so I've got a little stand here that I can set my... Uh, face plate in and it'll sit there at an angle. I also put some little um, rubber feet on the bottom there, adhesive rubber feet. And this, this piece of it is actually the front here and this back are the new slim case that the Ruiz brothers made. And I just printed those out as is. Uh, I didn't print the little bottom cover because I don't need it because I want to be able to touch those uh, capacitive touch pads. And then I built this case just to essentially fit pretty snugly the, the case once the clue was in it. You can press fit it in there. I decided to go ahead and use some um, super glue as well just to keep it really nice and strong in there. I can still lift the faceplate off and therefore take off the clue. Um, but now this, uh, this has a home. You can start it and stop it with this button. You can change the time signatures with this button. And you can tell it's got an accent on the first note. And then you can use the capacitive touch like, like I showed last week for uh, changing your tempo. So anyway, I was uh, happy with this cute little thing. We'll see if I, if I can get my daughter to use this uh, for piano now. It actually keeps better time than, than the mechanical one she had, uh, which was acting up. So that was the impetus for this, uh, for this project. And uh, let's see. The next thing we'll do is get into the new project. So... I kind of hinted at this a bit last week, but realized they were separate enough projects that for um, the yoga pose timer or the meditation timer, um, I could do that one essentially as a separate, um, separate bit of code, and it also has some hardware that I'll, that I'll show you today. So um, the idea for this, let's, let's jump over to the workbench uh, and I'll place a little window there in the corner. So. Let's uh, clean up a bit here. Can move this reel-to-reel -reel out of the way. And what you'll see I've got here 
is the clue itself. Uh, it doesn't want to, yeah, okay, there it goes. I think it focused. The clue itself is right here, and I've actually got it uh, plugged into one of these Dragon Tail um, clue or micro bit breadboarding extenders. So if you look at the base of the clue or the base of a micro bit, it's got, oh, it didn't want me unplugging that while it was powered up. It's got um, all of these little edge connectors. And so those are all broken out to uh, breadboard compatible 0.1 inch spaced pins that just slot down into the board. Um, and the reason I'm breadboarding this at all is that I want to be able to set a pose or a series of poses. So you can see here I've got, uh, just in my prototype here, I've got cat, cow, and crow. So um, cat, cow are usually often two poses combined, but uh, uh, sequentially, but we'll do cat for, let's say, 30 seconds, then cow for 30 seconds, and then get into crow, which is a little bit more advanced. Um, Right now, I, I just have it so that when I press the B button, it's going to pretend we're in the cat pose for five seconds, and then it's going to ding to tell us we're done and could move on to the next pose. That's as much as I've done in software. Um, but this idea of having a ding or a, or a chime, uh, I wanted to use a physical uh, object for a real nicer sounding ding than just using the small speaker on there. And so what you'll see I've got here is a, uh, a little singing bowl. These are sometimes called Tibetan singing bowls uh, or meditation bowl. So it's a little, uh, I think, hammered copper, maybe, bowl. Uh, and it sits on a little uh, pillow so that it can resonate. Uh, it, this, this dampens it a bit, but I think it would resonate more than if it were sitting on, on a hard surface. Um, and then what I've got off to the side here is a solenoid. So I have a little solenoid, which is spring-loaded to head this way to the left, and then when it is energized, it is a magnet which draws the slug in the middle out this way, and it's gonna tap the side of the bowl. Um, so that's, that's the idea there, but um, in trying to power that from the clue, the clue actually outputs three volt at a fairly low current over one of its digital pins. So that's not really all that good for driving something like a solenoid. Uh, so instead, I have added a circuit on here. This is, I'll zoom out just a little bit. Uh, this is a MOSFET, which is gonna allow five volts coming from some AA batteries to be controlled by the, uh, the clue on one of the digital pins. I've got digital pin two, which essentially lets the valve of this um, MOSFET drive five volts through or not over to the solenoid. Um, so if I zoom out just a little more so you can see, uh, actually I'll, I'll, let me demo it without it touching the bowl first. So you'll see, I've got this solenoid here and when I press A, it's gonna count down five seconds and then you should see the, the solenoid move. Okay, you might not have even seen it move because it's very fast, um, but let's, uh, you might have heard it click a little, but let's bring this uh, bowl and striker near each other, but not touching. 
And I'm going to bring my uh, microphone down close to the bowl as well. In fact, I'll unclip it, set it down here, and I'm now pressing the button. And there you go, we get a nice chime that uh, certainly sounds better than any beep or buzz I'm gonna get out of the little speaker that's, that's built onto the clue there. Uh, I'll do that again, just because I like to listen to it. And there you go. So um, this is actually one of the bigger challenges with things like this is rigging it up. How are you gonna get the solenoid to be near enough to the bowl, um, maybe even have a little bit of a give. So I'm using one of these uh, helping hands. We have these um, coolant hose type of helping hands here that has a magnetic base on it, and then this is a metal plate. Uh, and that came actually as a kit. I think I had four of these helping hands and this metal plate. Uh, and then uh, breadboard and battery could just be attached on here either magnetically or with some uh, double stick tape or Velcro. So this is my sort of low, um, low complexity version of, of doing something like this rather than building like a 3D printed base or a, um, a laser cut base or assembling something, doing some woodworking. This is my sort of quick and easy version. Uh, and I may go ahead and also design sort of a little more self-contained um, rig to hold the solenoid that uses a little bit of 3D printing because that tends to be, I think, one of the more accessible uh, methods for a lot of people, uh, but you could construct it using, uh, you know, popsicle sticks and glue if you wanted to. It's just uh, holding that striker near enough that when it is energized, it's going to strike. So we'll do that one more time there. Oh, sorry, I just realized you can't see that because of the picture-in-picture. Picture. All right, let's do that one more time. This time you can see it. There we go. It's not a lot to see. I think hearing it is the thing that matters more. Um, and so uh, that is where I have this now. I'm going to work on um, the software to get that a little more sophisticated next so that we have um, a series of poses and, and intervals for the full workout that you can pick from. And that could be useful also as a meditation timer or kind of any timer, but I'm, I'm packaging it kind of in this yoga timer, meditation timer style by using that. Uh, bowl there. So that's my project of the week. I'll be working on a guide for that. Uh, I'm actually uh, gonna put out the metronome guide first and then get to work on this one as I, as I refine that one. So metronome guide should be out uh, next week and then the uh, yoga timer out the following week. So that's what I'm working on. Uh, and let me see, are there any thoughts or comments or questions over in the uh, chat? Let's see. Um, Lockline hose. Thank you, Mr. Certainly. Yeah, that's a name name for this this uh, type of um, uh, armature that I'm using. I'm using it as a kind of an armature. Um, Todd also suggests putting a small bit of hot glue to uh, the tip of the solenoid to dampen that high frequency clang of metal on metal. I agree. Uh, the um, the little yoga bowl comes. This is the type that's meant to be uh, excited by friction of rubbing rubbing the uh, little wooden uh, mallet here around it. I was thinking of maybe putting this in the middle and having it get tapped, uh, like hanging as a, as a little uh, nice wooden sound. But yeah, some hot glue or some cork or some wood 
glued to the tip of it. I like that, that idea a lot. It'll make it sound nicer. Um, the uh, Wolf 220 says, not a great idea for a loud room, though. Yes, I agree. I would also suggest uh, if, if you can get somewhere quiet for your yoga or your meditation, that's preferable. But if you um, need to do this somewhere, if you need to create a, a chime like that somewhere that is loud, like my workshop right now, uh, you could go for a much bigger um, striker, like a 12-volt 12 12-volt 12 um, solenoid. I'm making it easy by just using 5 volts. Uh, that's a little 5-volt solenoid, but you could get a 12 or a 24-volt solenoid in a bigger power supply, and then you can really whack the heck of it. Uh, Wolf220 asks, can I show how the bowl sounds? Um, I haven't practiced this much, so sometimes it just doesn't There we go, it kind of sings. Hopefully you could hear that, or if you just whack it, it sounds very nice. Um, so yeah, that would be uh, you know, a nice, nice upgrade for this is using a much beefier solenoid and uh, maybe even uh, adding a, a piece of wood as the, as the clacker and a spring. You could get, you could get pretty uh, sophisticated with the mechanism for sure. Um, and that about takes care of it. Uh, Adam Bryant asks about a micro bit to breadboard adapter, I think. Yeah, that, that is what that is originally. Uh, and then we, when uh, Lady Ada made the clue, she made it pin for pin compatible uh, with the edge connector so that pretty much all of the, uh, for example, the micro bit version of the Cricut, we should be able to use the clue in this. Um, a lot of little robots that you can fit a micro bit into, we should be able to use the clue for. So. Uh, it's kind of a nice thing of not creating a platform from scratch, um, kind of like with Feather. You know, I love that Feather to Feather Wing is this ecosystem, and same with Microbit and the edge connectors is kind of a, an ecosystem. Um, <laughs> Todd Bot says, maybe a DC motor with a rubber wheel and a bowl on a Lazy Susan to emulate that motion so we can spin the thing. That's, that's excellent. Uh, <laughs> I look forward to you bringing that on show and tell. Please do. All right. Uh, well, I think that takes care of it. Uh, we're just about out of time or a little over time. Um, and I will encourage you to uh, head on over at 2.30 Pacific, 5.30 Eastern to check out uh, right here on YouTube or Twitch or Periscope or wherever you're watching this show. Uh, show and tell, which Katni will be running again today. Thank you so much, Katni. And uh, go watch or go bring on some stuff to show. Uh, that would be terrific. People would love to see what you're working on. Uh, let's see. I think that takes care of it. Oh, no. I've done it again. I've forgotten the uh, game of the week. I do have a game of the week. So let's, uh, before we leave, we can do this, which is fun. So my game pick of the week this week, let me uh, switch over to... My Chrome browser again. Let's get a little version of me. There we go. Uh, so my game pick this week is called FIFA Yada. And it is a little uh, soccer game, little soccer scoring game. Uh, I'm going to switch over to make code and let's go to a full screen. So uh, the way the game works is you have a player who is moving side to side. You can't control it. Whenever you press the A button or the space bar, the player shoots, but on every third goal you make, a defender is added. 
So now I've now it's a little trickier. Now I've got to watch out for this defender. Now watch what happens when I score my sixth goal. Now I've got two defenders. Now what happens when I get over seven shots? Now the goal is moving, and this is kind of <laughs> I haven't seen this one before in real life. So now it's becoming much trickier to try to uh, to score the goals. And now I've hit nine. So now there's a oh. He just stopped me, too. There's so many defenders now. If I manage to score a couple more times, I'll now have four defenders there. I don't think I'm getting past these guys. Um, so really cute, really fun. And uh, I just wanted to show that logic for, uh, for how it gets more difficult as you go is really, really nicely done. And it's all self-contained right in this on sprite of kind projectile overlaps other sprite of kind uh, trave, which I think must be goal. Uh, maybe in Portuguese? Is this in Portuguese? I think so. Uh, the sprite is destroyed, and that's the ball when it uh, hits the goal. The score is increased. There's a power-up sound that's played. And then here's a little uh, math block. Remainder of score divided by 3 is equal to 0. And that, that's how every third goal is counted. Uh, then there's a new adversario, uh, sprite of kind enemy added, uh, moving and bouncing left to right. Uh, and then you'll also see this logic here. If the score is seven, then that's when the goal starts moving back and forth. Uh, and I thought this was really beautifully done and very clever uh, and diabolical to just keep ratcheting up the difficulty every uh, three goals as well as that one special of the, the goal moving. So uh, that's my arcade game pick of the week. It is called... Oh, where'd it go? Did I not show you that before? Ah, here it is, sorry. Come back. There we go. It is called FIFA Yada, I think. Uh, and that is by Thamine Yamada. Thank you so much for posting that over on the Make Code Arcade forum. Uh, and that's my arcade game pick of the week. All right, well, thank you so much again for stopping by, uh, and thanks for putting up with some uh, technical testing before the show. If you saw the fake um, show going up, that was me testing how we're going to get uh, YouTube to agree that we have a show streaming. Uh, and I'll hang out in the forums for a little bit, and then come on back over for uh, the show and tell, which Katni will be hosting. Thank you so much for Adafruit Industries. I'm John Park, and this has been John Park's Workshop. Have a good day.